You are listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We believe that Jesus came to set you free and nothing can cancel the truth of God's word. Now here's your host, the youth pastor of Impact Youth at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut, Pastor Joey Santora. What is going on, Uncanceled? How are you guys doing? That was kind of a short but powerful, what is going on, Uncanceled? We are happy to be here. We we're back, and, and we've been gone for the last two weeks. Yeah. We had a couple of things going on. We had a room renovation. We had a bunch of stuff, and we still are in the process of a room renovation. But I was like, it's been two weeks. we got to get back on the podcast. It's too, I mean, too many. It's too, too many. I, I agree. And today, as you can see, we are in a different room. Uh, you could probably – maybe you'll be able to tell by the background. I'm not sure. It looks a little different. Yeah. But we're in a different room. Uh, we are in our Spanish ministries room. They were gracious enough to allow us to come and record here today. Shout out to Pastor Rich and uh, also our Brazilian uh, ministry pastor, Pastor Emmanuel. He let us use the room. He's got service in here tonight. But as you can see, I got two familiar but unfamiliar faces Uh-oh. at the same time on Uncanceled. Why do I say that? Because they both go to Impact Youth, but they haven't really been on Uncanceled much. So uh, we, we got the Maddie Mitch, mm. Matt. Go ahead and say what's going on. You can like lean in and say it in my mic. Hello. There. Oh yeah. Oh, that that's a, that's that classic. Good. Matt. That was good. I'm that's gonna unclip awesome. this so that so that I can kind of like share with with him. Um, but uh, Matt, Matt, you want to want to say it again? What's up? Wow. Wow. He did it again. That was it. That was it. And we also have uh, Ben. Why don't Why don't you introduce uh, our other uh, Man. member today? Man, he's just uh, he's just one of the best animals out there. Long neck. <laughs> Great beak. Goose, what's going on, man? Say hey. What is up on Cancelled Podcast? Yeah. It's Gustavo. We're all here. We're all out here. And we're not here to just, like, play games. We have some very important business to attest to. Certainly. Because, Matt Mitch, go ahead and pull it out. He's got the full bag. Hold up, hold up, hold up. You got to just put the bag on the table first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is time to rate. That. Hmm. It is time to rate that foreign snack. Come on now. There it is. What do we got here? Matt Mitch, since you were the one that so smartly figured this out, why don't you tell us what we have today? Um, Here, I'm going to take this. Turn the mic. Oh, in the mic. Today, we have a limited edition... UK version of Smarties with an orange cream plop, cream pop flavor. Mm. That's great. And and Matt, why don't you tell us what you told me about about this candy that I, I didn't even Behind know? Seems um that it's a candy coated chocolate. It's gonna be orange. Hear me, hear me on this. Orange creamsicle chocolate. That's kind of like orange chocolate vanilla because a creamsicle is already vanilla, right? Right. Right. So it's kind of weird. Yeah, it doesn't sound great to me. I'm excited. All right, I mean, let's crack it open. Let's go. Here, Ben. I'll let you distribute the elements. Goose, how are we feeling about this? Um, you got to talk in the mic. Honestly? Yeah, pick up the mic. There you go. I don't see this being good. But... Uh, well, I, I, I do. I see it by faith. Uncanceled members, I see it by faith. Impact youth, I see it by faith. Do you see it by faith, Matt Mitch? Yes. He sees it by faith. Amen. I'm glad that Matt Mitch is here. Ready? Well, we're going to try this thing. Let's go ahead and give it a little pop. Wow. 
I mean, interesting. Very interesting. Oh, little kick of orange there at the end, huh? Oh, definitely. It's it's one hundred percent more Eminem than Smarty. Oh yeah. It's like an Eminem. It's like an orange flavored Eminem. But I think that Matt was saying that's the way that they do things right. in in the yeah, UK. No. You know, the Brits just want to be different than everyone else. What's wow. up with that? I'm just kidding. Love you, Pastor Mark. Pastor Mark's one of our <laughs> pastors. He's a he, he's British. I'll tell you what. I do love me. I do love me some like British movies, like James Bond, sure, or something like that. You know, I don't know. I don't know why I just got on that, but wow. you know, I, I just ah, ah. Pa- what what of our you know what? Let's start with our students. Yeah. We're gonna start with Goose. Goose, go ahead. Honestly, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I didn't really expect. Well, I expected more of a smarty. Right. But that just wasn't smarty. That was no. li- that was actually an Eminem with just a little bit of orange at the end. Personally, it was just mid. So I kind of like expected it to be like more of an Eminem going into it. But I don't know what to expect. I do have that a little bit of a smarty aftertaste, though. That's kind of weird. Here, m- m- the Matt Mitch. Why don't you tell us? Um, at first it was an just I didn't taste any orange. It was all M M&M. and M, mm. and okay. then it started to get a subtle orange flavor, mm-hmm. and then at the end it really kicked you. Okay. Mm. And yeah. Did you enjoy it? Um, it's not something that I would choose <laughs> to eat. So, it was mid. Fair. Um. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like a little sick, like really? li- like like not like not like I'm gonna like go to the bathroom and like and like throw up. Like like it was like a nauseating though like taste. Like mm. them. All right. Uh, this is like gonna, this is kind of weird. But is anybody getting like tootsie roll, like taste in their mouth right now? Not yeah. re- not really. I'm okay. not. Matt Mitch. Actually, now you say it. Yeah. Now they say it. Yeah. It's so like there's this gelato place I used to go to when I was at school. It's called Dolce Fredo. It was delicious. Great gelato place. And I'm Italian. It was great. And they had this chocolate orange flavor. It tasted exactly like this. Mm. And I used to always kind of be like, eh, I don't really know how I feel about this, uh, about this because it's kind of weird. Uh, I have a little bit of a weird taste. I kind of feel like the texture is even a little bit odd. I would much rather eat an M&M than eat this. Just, just, just being honest. Yeah. Here's my thing. It's weird, but like I kind of liked it. Okay, that's fair. Like it for me, it's just two flavors that are strange together. The chocolate was good, the orange flavor was good, but it was just weird to have them, you know. So like right after chocolate another. orange is a thing though. Yeah, like a pretty popular thing. It's weird to me then, I guess. The thing is, is that like right? Like, would you guys agree? That there was maybe like, did anyone get any creamsicle in in there as well? Like like a little bit of that or, or not really? I kind of didn't. Mm. I feel like at one point, I kind of tasted creamsicle, but it went away pretty quick. That's actually, I think me and Maddie Mitch are just in the same spirit on on this on this podcast today. We both are feeling that 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 same type of thing. I had that initial taste, but I'll be honest with you guys. Um, I don't think that I don't think this is the worst candy I've ever had. Certainly. I don't not. think it's nearly close to the best candy I've ever had. Um let's def- start here. Wait, wait, yeah, go ahead. Go I would ahead. definitely rather have MMs. Like sure. any kind of MMs in this. Um would you guys who would not eat the whole thing? It's not that bad. Okay. I 
thing because I'm not a big fan of chocolate, and yeah. it's really sweet. Okay. Honestly, I don't think I'm eating the entire thing either. Um, it just like it's not a taste. Like it was fine for the one, right? Yeah. But so like something that me and Ben, if you and I, I'm sure you guys know this because you oh. guys watch sometimes. Something that me and Ben do is if you're gonna eat the entire container of something or the entire bar or the entire bag, it's a five or more. If you're not, it automatically starts at less than a five. So I really wanna say that I would eat the whole thing, but I just can't. I get it. What do we all right, let, let, let's lock in our rates. I know what mine is gonna yeah. be. Um but uh I feel like they're not gonna be all that different to be honest with Probably you. But not. let's start with the Matt Mitchell. Uh I'd give it a three. <laughs> okay. Tell me, like, t- tell me why it's like it's not. Why is it not a four or like a four point five? Um, it's just not something that I would go to like a gas station or convenience store and buy. So it's not something that I would want to eat. But like, if I was in the mood for it, I'd eat it. Okay. I just feel like there's such wisdom at a young age at the right? end of the table. <laughs> right. My goodness. It's like, like even this delivery, like yeah. Matt, like I didn't realize you were so good, like in front of the camera. <laughs> this is excellent. He's going to be on the impact report tomorrow. So w- w- when we record Let's it, go. so he's going to, he's going to be great. Yeah. Um, uh, why, why don't we go with goose? Um, I would have to give this like a six. I mean, I kind of expected more of like a smarty or yeah, but it was more of like M&M. I didn't really like, like it, but I could still eat the whole thing. I'm like fine with that. Okay. Six. That's good. Goose, did you know what that's kind of like? Uh, do you guys know what a pogo is? Anybody know what a pogo is? No. It's something that you do that you don't know that you do. And like it's like something you do or say that you don't know what you that you say. Goose's uh, pogo, the thing that he says that I don't know if he's aware of, he says, I'm fine with that. Oh. What? <laughs> <laughs> if I you know, know Goose, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, it's a great pogo. It's awesome. All right, go ahead. Um... I respect this candy. I don't know if I wow. really liked it, but and I wouldn't eat the whole thing. But man, I really like. I'm right there, so I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a four point nine. Dang it, man! That's what I <laughs> was gonna give it. Yeah, it's a, it because it like. I felt as though it's like you ever like make like a top top ten list or a top fifteen list, but you feel like you got to give an honorable mention. Yeah, like sure. it's like this is like it like like. Honorable mention to the attempt that the that the Brits made with this orange, you know, creamsicle chocolate thing. But like, just like it almost worked. But like, there was a missing component. I think making it thinner actually might have helped it. And I think maybe just making uh, just like uh, maybe like a better quality chocolate too, because like Mm. it it tastes kind of chalky. I'm not gonna lie. Well, yeah. Well, anyway, that's it for this. Rate that foreign snack. That's it for uh, for that. Matt, Mitch, Gustavo, thank you for joining me. They may be joining me next week for a Q&A, but I have, I have a teaching I have to finish um, this week. Uh, you can just, yeah, you can just uh, put it right there. It's great. We have important things to get to today. We have important things to get to today. As you can see, I got to like hold like a microphone like this today. What's going on? Um, yeah, oh yeah, that's right. I should just put it on my... On my, uh, my crew neck. Where is it? There we go. Awesome. All right, we're gonna we're gonna begin to teach the the word of God right now. Oh man. Um, do I got it? I got it. Is that fine? Great. Awesome. So last week, 
or actually not last week, two weeks ago, I began a teaching on understanding spiritual levels. And I started to talk about how you can actually increase spiritually, like like where you're at. You can go to a higher level spiritually, where you're operating on a higher level, where you're doing more things for God, where you're increasing more. And that that's that's in the Bible. I talked about uh in Luke uh, 6.40, it says that a student is not greater than his teacher. A student is not greater than his teacher. That was what Jesus said. And so if a student is not greater than its teacher, then that must mean that the student and the teacher are on different levels. So people might challenge, well, where's that in the Bible, that there's different spiritual levels? Well, clearly, if the Bible is saying the student is not greater than the teacher, it's talking about two different levels that they're at. We also see this illustrated in the lives of, of Moses and Joshua, Elisha or Elijah and Elisha. We see uh, them serving someone who uh, they are under. And then we see them when the baton is passed, surpassing the spiritual level that their successor was at. Uh, we're going to get into kind of like the details of how that works um, today. I don't want to get ahead of myself too much. But where we began with understanding spiritual levels first is in order to increase spiritually, we, had, we asked this question, how do I increase in spiritual levels? The, my first point and the only point that I got to in part one of understanding spiritual levels, and if you didn't watch part one, I'll give you a much better overview of spiritual levels and where that is in the Bible and how that works because how many of you guys know that if something isn't uh, taught out of the word of God, then it's not worth teaching, right? It's, it's something that's just a man-made idea. But I set a foundation of why spiritual levels are an understanding that we can get from the Word of God. So if you did not watch part one and you're trying to skip to part two, I would encourage you, go back to part one, listen to the foundation, understand what, uh, what spiritual levels are before uh, asking yourself the question, how do I increase in spiritual levels? So go ahead, stop right now, head back out and watch the uh, video before this and then come back. But for those of you guys that did watch, you know that in order to increase in spiritual levels, the first thing you have to do is understand spiritual authority. Understand spiritual authority. You have to understand that there are going to be people that are ahead of you, that are ahead of you. These people, and we talked about how these people that are ahead of us spiritually, we're not to be trying to lead these people. We're not to be trying to tell these people what to do. We should not be trying to act as though that we are on the same level as them. Uh, and certainly, I talked about how you're not to lay hands, not to lay hands and pray for anybody that's ahead of you spiritually. Why? I said this in my impact service last night, that uh, there are three reasons why we lay hands on people. Three reasons, that at least that I could think of right now. But remember, it's based on the Bible. The laying on of hands is not just something that you do so that it could be a fun spiritual experience where I lay hands on somebody to comfort them. That's not why you lay hands on somebody and pray for them biblically. There are three reasons why you would lay hands on somebody. Number one, the Bible says in James to, uh, to lay, um, or I'm sorry, Jesus said, lay your, lay your hands on the sick and they will recover. 
So the Bible talks about the laying on of hands of the sick in uh, Math, or I'm sorry, in Mark 16, and then again in James chapter 5, that if you call on the elders of the church, they'll pray for the sick man, they'll lay hands on him, and he'll be healed. So again, we see the laying on of hands as a transference of power to heal somebody. So that's one reason why we lay on hands, uh, lay hands on people. Second, to commission them into the ministry. Commission somebody into the ministry. If somebody feels the call of God into ministry in my youth group, I will, you know, say, if you feel called to the full-time ministry, come down. I'm going to lay hands on you. Why? I'm commissioning you to, uh, into the, into the ministry. It's, it's a, uh, it's a special moment of, of acknowledging the call of God on somebody else's life. So there's a commissioning. The third reason why we lay hands on people is impartation. Impartation. What is impartation? Impartation is when I give you something that I have through the laying on of hands. I give you something through the laying on of hands. Um, and uh, actually, I'll, I'll read it to you just so that you, you can hear it from the Word of God. You know, where is that? That's in Timothy. I'm actually, I'm, I'm going to search it real quick because I'm not sure if it's first or second. I think it's first. First Timothy four, verse four. Ready? It says in first Timothy four, verse 14, do not neglect the spiritual gift you received through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid their hands on you. There is a, when there's a, when there's a laying on of hands, there could be a transference of a spiritual gift. Um, Paul says, I'm going to read this scripture too. If you guys go to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, it says, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. Again, we see the laying on of hands. So understand that the laying on of hands is for a specific purpose. It's to impart something. Last night at youth group, um, I, I laid hands on everybody. And uh, what, what did I say again? I said, um, I said, I said like a thousand. I've been, what did I say again? Oh, that's right. Everything your hand touches will prosper or everything her hand touches will prosper. I said, if it was a girl, I said her. If it was a guy, I said him. And why did I say that? Because I was imparting something that is in me to prosper. I was imparting something on the inside of each of my, of each of my students and everybody that came down to the altar. There's a reason to the laying on of hands. It's not just for hype. It's not just for show. So the laying on of hands is not just something to be done lightly. I don't just let anybody lay hands on me. I, I talked about this a lot in the last one, but I don't just let anybody lay hands on me. People that are ahead of me in the ministry that have something to impart to me will lay hands on me. Somebody that is commissioning me in the ministry will lay hands on me. Somebody that is ahead of me in the ministry will lay hands on me, but not somebody that's on the same level or that is, but is, uh, not, uh, is below my level. Now, to, I want to be clear here um, that this is not a matter of pride or thinking that we're better than somebody else because we might be on a higher spiritual level. In fact, there is a humility with come, with, uh, with, uh, that comes with increasing in spiritual levels. Jesus washed the disciples' feet. Why? Because he was ahead of them. 
and spiritually, and he went down and served them. Why? Because the Bible says the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. So the reality is, is that the higher that you go in spiritual levels, the more that you will serve people. The more that you will serve people. Serve people. How do you serve people when you're ahead? Serve them with your time. Serve, serve them, uh, you know, with your energy, with everything that you have. The higher up that you go, it shouldn't become a, well, I'm too good to talk to this person. Rather, it becomes, no, I'm going to serve more and I'm going to give more to the kingdom of God now that I'm on this higher level of spiritual, uh, uh, higher spiritual level. Now, that's not to say that I don't mean by the word serve that literally that, you know, if someone is on, on a lower spiritual level to you, that you submit to them. That's different. So the the lesser should uh, serve or rather should receive from the greater. The lesser should receive from the greater. The lesser should receive from the greater. So if somebody is on a spiritual level that's lower than you, then your job is to pour into them in humility, recognizing that you're ahead of them, but not letting yourself become prideful, realizing that you were once at that level as well. And if you're less than somebody on a spiritual level, that is an opportunity for you to still humble yourself and say, I am, I am beneath this person on spiritual levels. And so I'm going to submit to them and I'm going to learn and listen to them and I'm going to receive from them. But anyway, that's just a quick note on understanding spiritual authority. The second thing, I kind of already hit on this, but I'm going to say it again. This is the second point. Humble yourself before God. Humble yourself before God. How do I increase in spiritual levels? First, you got to understand spiritual authority. Second, you have to humble yourself before God. If you want to grow spiritually and increase levels uh, spiritually, you have to humble yourself. You absolutely have to humble yourself. Go to 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. You have to humble yourself. You know, there's, I've noticed this, that there's, a generation of ministers that seem to be getting an idea that you need to be prideful to be powerful. You need to be prideful to be powerful. You need to be arrogant to be, uh, to be powerful. You, you need to act better than other people to uh, be powerful, when in reality, the gospel is very different. I already, I already uh, said, Jesus washed the disciples' feet. There is a humility when you are uh, doing great things for the kingdom of God. There should be a constant humility of, I am a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am a servant of the church. There should be a humility that's on the inside of us. And this doesn't just apply to ministry. This applies to life. Even if, you know, someday God promotes you to be a CEO of a company, maybe some a CEO is watching this. There should be a humility that we have. And let me tell you something, humility will attract people to follow you. Humility will attract people to follow you. Here's why. Nobody likes to sit under a prideful and arrogant person. Nobody likes to sit under a prideful and arrogant person. Humility will attract people to follow you. Jesus was humble. Moses was humble. The Bible says he was the most humble man who ever lived. There's a humility that comes with leadership. There's a humility that comes with spiritual levels. And understand, I'm not just talking about ministry right now. If you are in ministry um, or called to ministry or are in ministry right now, this will help you as well. And, and yes, you know, this certainly applies. But this is for all Christians. We should maintain a humility as Christians. Maintain a humility, not thinking of ourselves as greater than other people. 
not thinking of ourselves as greater than we already are. Romans 12 says that. Don't think of yourself as better than you actually are. Don't think of yourself as better than you actually are. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read that real quick just because I want to show you that that really is in the Word of God. Romans 12. Hey guys, sorry it uh, looks a little bit different now. Uh, I think because uh, we had a little bit of a technical difficulty, our battery camera, our our cam, our battery on our camera. There we go. Uh, it died, and so we're kind of uh, resetting here uh, with a different camera. Uh, but uh, anyway, I want to pick up at Romans chapter twelve, verse three, um, and I want to start there. And what I was saying is I was saying that the Bible says not to think more highly of yourself than you than you actually are. And there's a humility that comes with being a Christian. The Bible says this. It says, for I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. So understand there's a humility that comes with serving the Lord. There's a humility that comes with serving God where you have to realize that that I'm going to be humble before the Lord. God likes humble people. God likes humble people. The Bible says, and I think this is actually the scripture that I turned to already. First Peter chapter five, verse five through six. It says this. Oh, wow. Look at that context, too. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourself to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but he gives more grace to the humble, or he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Understand that if you want God to exalt you, if you want to be uh, advanced in spiritual levels and, and such, then you need to humble yourself before the Lord. The Bible says clearly here, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. You may not see yourself get from, or you may not see yourself advance as quickly as others in the natural when you humble yourself. But in due time, God will be the one that raises you up. And when God is the one that establishes you and raises you up, no man can have anything to say or do with that because God is the one who did it. There are two different ways that you can go in life. You can go the prideful route. You can go the suck up route and try and, you know, uh, suck up to people, be prideful, you know, think that, you know, you deserve a shot at this. And you might see initial fruit with that because you're trying, you know, to take initiative, push your way through. And you might see an initial increase with that. But the reality is, is that the person that stays humble and stays where God has them and serves the Lord faithfully there, that is the person God will cause you to leapfrog people that push themselves through and try to advance themselves with pride. People that are prideful, God does not advance those types of people. God advanced people that humble themselves before the Lord and under his mighty hand is what the Bible says. And then in due time, God will raise people who are humble up. Understand that God resists the proud, but he gives more grace to the humble. God does not like prideful people because ultimately what pride is saying is I don't need God. Pride is saying I don't need God. Humility is saying I need God. I need God more than anything else. Humbling yourself. Humbling yourself. Understand this too. People think it's prideful to have an understanding that you're going to be successful. Or something, you know, you say, you know, I'm going to be successful and well, that's very prideful of you to say, no, it's not because pride is rooted 
in believing something about yourself that is not found in the word of God. Humility is agreeing with God's word ultimately. Humility is agreeing with what God's word says about you. And in reality, if you try to diminish yourself below what the word of God says about you, that is also prideful. Because you are saying something about yourself that is not what God says about yourself. Therefore, you're saying, I know better than God. For example, for example, I don't know. The Bible says that we are, you know, we're his masterpiece. We're his masterpiece. Well, I'm not much of a masterpiece. You know, I'm just a humble person. You know, I just don't, you know, I I don't look the best and, you know, you know, whatever. I'm just a humble person. That's not humility. That's pride because you're speaking of yourself as lower than what God has created you. You say, well, you know, I just don't think, you know, that, you know, someone like me could ever be successful in life or anything like that. You know, you know, I just don't think that, you know, God can really, you know, uh, use someone like me to be successful. That's actually not more humility. That is a form of pride. It's self self deprecation is a form of pride where you don't agree with what God's word says about you. So humility should not be understood to, to thinking of yourself as more than or thinking of yourself as less than. Humility should come back to what does the word of God say about me? And I'm going to agree with that. Humility comes back to God and his word. God and his word, submitting yourself to God and what his word says about you. Humility, humility. God increases people who are humble. God increases people who are humble. Go to James chapter four. James chapter four. The book of James is such a great book. James chapter four. I always think it's funny when I say a book of the Bible is such a great book as if like others aren't a good book. They're all good books. Um, I think it's funny that the Bible makes mention of this twice. James four, six, it says, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Again, it says it. God resists the proud. Here's what resistance. Here's what it means. Boom. It's a push away. God resists. He pushes away the proud. He goes, nope, I'm all set with that. Thank you, but I'm all set with that. But God gives more grace to the humble. God gives more favor to people who are who are humble. There is a grace that will come upon you when you are humble before the Lord that will cause you to increase in spiritual levels. God will elevate somebody who is humble. I'll tell you a story. And understand, I'm explaining this, telling this story in a ministry context, but this applies to everything. This doesn't just apply to ministry. My friend uh, was with a bunch of his friends in Bible college, and they went to go hear a minister speak. And the pastor invited all of these Bible college students to come to the back room afterwards and meet this minister. Everybody came in and bum rushed the minister and starts saying, this is what I'm doing for God. This is what I'm doing for God. This is what I'm doing. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do all this. And my friend went in and he stood back and he sat there. He sat there. And he said, and he said to himself, I want to hear what he has to say. I want to learn from him. And the minister said, please stop talking to the other people that were in the room and say, excuse me. And walked right to the back and said, I want to talk to this guy. And he went and he spent the entire evening ministering to my friend. Why? Because he humbled himself in that situation. He humbled himself. 
He says, I'm not going to view myself as more than what than what what I am. I understand that there is somebody who is ahead of me spiritually that is in this room. And when someone is ahead of you spiritually, you submit to them in conversation, you submit to their wisdom, you you give them precedence in what they in what they have to say. That's the way that that works. That's the way that works. You think that any of the disciples, uh, you know, uh, actually, there was one time that a disciple did try to correct Jesus and tell Jesus how it was an overstep in Peter. Jesus told uh, them his mission that he would die and uh, that he would die. And Peter pulls him aside and says, what are you talking about? How dare you say that? And Peter and Jesus get behind me, Satan. Puts him right in his place. Obviously, he was speaking to the fact that, that Satan was using Peter to be able to tempt him in that situation. But also, you have to see that Jesus put Peter in his place. He put him back in his place. Why? That was out of line for Peter to over, uh, out of line for Peter to do something like that. I'm going to read you a story in the Bible. It's in the Gospels. Go to Luke 14. Or I'm sorry, Luke, yeah, Luke 14. This just came to my spirit. This will help you as it pertains to humility. Luke chapter 14. Jesus is talking about a wedding feast. Luke chapter 14, beginning in verse 7. So he told a parable to those who were invited. Then he noted how they chose the best places, saying to them, When you are invited by anyone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in the best place, lest one more honorable than you be invited by him. And he who invited you and him come and say to you, give, uh, give place to this man. And then you begin with shame to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down in the lowest place so that when he who invited you comes, he may say to you, friend, go up higher. Then you will have glory in the presence of those who sit at the table with you. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Same principle here. What is this? What is the Bible trying to teach us? What is Jesus trying to teach? Understand, take the position of humility. Take the position of humility. And when you do that, you will be exalted. You will be exalted. God will uh, bring you higher and higher when you take that position of humility. Uh, There have been times I I was with Jesse Duplantis one time. Great man of God. I went in a room with him. He took probably the least important seat at the entire table when I walked into the room with him. And I'm just sitting here and I'm thinking to myself, this guy is probably the furthest ahead in this room spiritually. He's, a, he's operating the highest spiritual level out of everybody in this room. What is he doing taking this place? And I remember this story. And my, my father, uh, who was in charge of uh, you know, the event, he, had, he was speaking there. He said, he said, Brother Jesse, come and sit with me over here. And he brought him all the way to the front of the table. Literally, this principle happened right before my very eyes. But even Brother Jesse DePlanis, who is so far ahead spiritually than everybody else that was in that room, he understood this principle of humbling yourself, humbling yourself. And when you humble yourself, you'll be exalted. He understood that principle. He said, I'm not going to go and I'm not going to take the most important seat. Even if I am the furthest along spiritually, I'm going to humble myself. There's a humility that comes along. If Let me put this in a worldly context. Worldly context. You go and you meet an entrepreneur that you know you're interested with. You sit down at the table. Don't sit down at the table with them and start rambling about everything that you want to do. 
rambling. Oh, you know, I just want to do this and in, in, in business, want to do that and business, all that. Sit in humility to receive from that person to give you wisdom. Sit down. Hi, how are you? You know, I, I love what I, I love what you're doing with your business. I really want to learn from you. Can you teach me? That's humility. Not, well, you know, I know that you did this, but here's what I'm doing right now. That's not humility. God will exalt those who are humble. Get that in you today. That will help you grow in spiritual levels is if you humble yourself. Humility is a key. Humility is a must. I'll give you an example of this. If Pastor Frank and I were in a room and somebody asked a question, here's what I would do. And I'd look at Pastor Frank. Why? Because he's ahead of me. When you're in a room of people and there is one that is ahead of you, you look to that person in respect and humility and understanding that they are ahead of you. Now, there have been times where I've been in a room with my dad and Pastor Frank and somebody's asked a question. I've looked at him and he's go, Joe, why don't you go ahead and answer that question? That's humility on his part where he's saying, I'm going to allow you to answer that question. But guess what? He has every right to be able to be the first person to be able to answer that question in the room. Humility will take you places that nothing else can. Humility will take you places that nothing else can. It's so opposite minded, but actually by taking the lower position, God will end up exalting you even higher. Why? Because he sees your heart. Because in that moment, it's not easy to be humble. There's that temptation to be prideful in that moment. And God sees, hmm, that's a person that's making a decision to be humble in this moment. That's somebody that I could trust and exalt. How can God give more to somebody that can't even be trusted with what they have? Humility. I'm going to move on. Humility. Last, how will you increase in spiritual levels? You understand spiritual authority. You humble yourself before God. Third, Receive and learn from people of God. Receive and learn from people of God. First Kings chapter 19. First Kings chapter 19. This will bless somebody. First Kings chapter 19. Verse 21. Let me say this just to those of you, because I know many of you that do watch feel called to ministry. Hear me on this. I just need to say this before I move on. Hear me on this. You don't need to be rude and arrogant for God to use you. You don't need to act rude and arrogant for God to use you and say rude and crude things. In fact, the opposite is true. God will honor your humility more. We need more humble ministers. First Kings chapter 19, verse 21. It says, so Elisha turned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slaughtered them and boiled their flesh using the oxen's equipment and gave it to the people and they ate. Then he arose and they followed Elijah and became his servant. Here's what happened in this story. Elisha was, saw what Elijah was doing, and Elijah called Elisha to follow him, to basically come and sit underneath him. And so Elisha says, okay, I'm gonna sit under you and I'm gonna, I'm gonna receive from you. And so Elisha ends up sitting under Elijah for a number of years. Elisha sits under Elijah, he sees everything he does. He learns from everything he, uh, he teaches. And then what ends up happening, if you know the story of Elijah, is that God brings him up to heaven. God literally snatches him up to heaven. He didn't even die. God just took him right up to heaven. And Elijah, before God took him up, said to Elisha, after he had served and learned from him for many years and received from him for many years, he says, what do you want? And Elisha says, I want a double portion 
of everything that you've done. That's not arrogance for him to say that. Elijah asked him, what do you want? And he said, I want double of what you have done. And Elijah said, if you see me go up to the heavens, it will be done. And so Elisha sits under Elijah. And what ended up happening? If you know the story, Elisha receives a double portion of everything that Elijah did. Elijah receives a, or Elisha receives a double portion of everything that Elijah did. What am I trying to tell you today? If you receive and learn from people of God, you will increase and you will increase in spiritual levels. You will even go further than they went. That's the, that's the model of God is that people will uh, go further than their teacher. You'll never be greater in the sense that I will never, uh, no matter how far God brings me, I, I will never, even when I surpass the accomplishments of my father, I will never lay hands on my dad and act greater than him because he is still ahead of me. He is still ahead of me. He is my, he, he is my teacher. But at the same time, God will uh, take me further than he took my, uh, God will take me further than he took my dad because that's how things work in the kingdom. I'll teach you. I'll explain it to you right now. Go to 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 9. It says, and so it was when they had crossed over. Actually, I want to read you verse 8 first. They reached a river and they needed to cross it. And here's what happens. It says, now Elijah took his mantle, rolled it up and struck the water. And it was divided that way, this way and that so that the two of them crossed over dry ground. So basically the water was parted. Elijah parted the water by smacking it with his mantle. And so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, ask what you, what, what may I do for you before I am taken away from you? Elisha said, please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he said, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. Then it happened as they continued on and talked that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up in a whirlwind into heaven and Elisha saw it and he cried out, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. So he saw him no more and he took hold of his own clothes and tore them in two pieces. He also, ready, took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and he went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. Then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he had also struck the water, it was divided this way and that, and Elisha crossed over. What, it, what just happened? Let me break it down for you. Elijah's ceiling was Elisha's floor. Elijah smacked the sea and it divided into two. And Elijah crossed with Elisha on dry ground. That was the last miracle that Elijah did. What's the first miracle that Elisha did? The same thing. Elijah's ceiling was Elisha's floor. That could be so for you as well in your life. When you sit under people of God and learn from them is that their floor or their ceiling can be your floor. Their ceiling can be your floor. It's a principle and it'll work for you. It'll work for you. You have to be careful what you sit under though. Go to Romans chapter one, verse 11, and I'm going to end here. Romans 1, 11. 
You got to be careful what you sit under. It says this. For I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gifts that you may be established. So this is the third scripture that I'm reading about impartation from one individual to another. Hear me on this. When you sit under an individual, when you sit under an individual, that individual's, uh, uh, that individual's spirit will literally come upon you. That sounds so weird. I know. But, he, but it literally says in the Bible, and I, I'm not going to turn to it, but you can look it up. People recognize that the spirit of Elijah was now on Elisha. When you sit under something, when you sit under an anointing, that anointing will come upon you as well. When you sit under anything, that thing will come on you as well. So hear me on this. Be careful what you sit under. It is more harmful than you think to sit under bad, bad teaching. Well, you know, we can just kind of learn something from everyone. Yeah, we can learn something from everybody, but sometimes it's learning what not to do. Yes, you can learn something from everyone, but that doesn't mean I need to sit under them as my primary source of, of, uh, of spiritual teaching and leadership. Hear me on that. It's important what you sit under. It's important what you listen to. It's important the teaching that you gather. Don't, if you don't like the way that someone's life or ministry looks, don't sit under it. If you don't like the way that somebody's life or ministry uh, works, don't sit under it. Don't sit under it. If you don't like the way, hear me on this. Look at it like this. If you saw somebody that had an unsuccessful small business and you had an option between having uh, sitting under somebody that's run unsuccessful small business for 25 years that's in complete debt, and that, that, that is barely getting by, or you could sit under a CEO of a company that's making multi-million uh, dollars, which would you rather sit under? Now, some people would go, well, I can learn a lot from the person that, you know, th that, that failed in the small business. Sure, you can learn how not to do things. You can learn how not to do things. But if that's all that you sit under, that's all that you sit under, that's what you'll become. You want to sit under something that you want to become like. You want to sit under something that you want to become like. Find spiritual teachers, biblical teachers that preach out of the Bible and teach the word of God. This is why when I see ministers drinking alcohol, partying and doing all that nonsense, I'm not interested in listening to what they have to say. I'm not listening to interesting. I'm not interested in listening to what they have to say. Any of that stuff. I'm not interested can I learn something from them still? Sure. Why not? But I'm not going to sit under it because I know that it's, that it's not honoring to God and it's not what I want my life to look like. Now, if I want to be a lukewarm minister that, you know, doesn't really do much for the kingdom of God, which would not be in line with the word of God, then sure, I'll sit under somebody that, you know, doesn't really do it that well, doesn't live for God. But I'm telling you today, you need to sit under what you want to become. You need to sit under what you want to become. Receive and learn from people of God and you will increase in spiritual levels. That's what I have for you guys uh, in this teaching on understanding spiritual levels. Sorry about, again, you know, the camera cutting out and stuff. Ben, ben did a great job, though, uh, getting that uh, new camera up and, and running. Uh, 
but sorry about the weird cut and uh, and that it was like even probably is a little bit of a different look on the camera as well. But I appreciate you guys tuning in. Next week we'll be back probably on this set again because we won't have our live stream camera uh, until maybe a week or two or something like that. But if you are a part of Impact Youth and you're watching this before August 9th, we have our Impact graduation on August 9th at 6.30 p.m. And it's also our Impact uh, re-grand opening. Uh, we are going to be in our new Impact facility that is uh, completely reconstructed. It's going to be amazing. But let me pray for you guys right now if you're watching this. If you're watching this, I want to pray for you right now. I want to pray that God would continue to increase you in spiritual levels as you practice these things that I just taught. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for every single person watching right now. Father, I pray that you would help them understand spiritual levels, increase in spiritual levels, Father. Lord, I pray that they would see these things, Father, happen in their lives. Help them put them into practice, Lord. Humble us today, God. Or rather, would we humble ourselves today, God? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Love you guys. And uh, I'm pumped up for the Impact Grand opening next week. So make sure to be there. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We hope you are blessed and encouraged by the teaching today. If you are between the grades of 5th through 12th grade, make sure to check us out in person at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut every Wednesday night from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Be sure to tune in next week for another weekly podcast from Uncanceled. God bless.